The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World better get healthy and help animals welcome to main street vegan with your host victoria moran contempt prior to examination is an intellectual vice from which the greatest faculties of mind are not free The 18th century British clergyman and philosopher William Paley said that, and I've chosen to open today's program with his words because today we're going to be entering an area that's a bit different from where we usually go here at Main Street Vegan. More on that shortly. But first to welcome you, I am your host, Victoria Moran, and you can find out more about my work at MainStreetVegan.net, where the blog this week is a lovely look at the teachings on nonviolence of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Did you know that his widow, Coretta, and their son, Dexter King, both became vegan after Dr. King's death? And Dexter uh, talks up veganism quite a bit out there in the world, and it's wonderful on this week of Dr. King's birthday to remember him and give and and remember Coretta Scott King and give a nod to uh, Dexter King. So thanks to Main Street Vegan certified coach and educator Eliza Stone for this moving and important article. (coughs) My apologies. (coughs) Wow. Okay. I think I'm supposed to show you my humanity right here in the first few minutes. My guest today is someone that I've waited to have on for a very long time. She is one of the most sought-after women on earth, and once you meet her, you'll know why. (coughs) I'm going to introduce her in her own words because they're so beautiful, and then you can hear her speak in her own lovely voice. She is Muniza Akhtar Ahmed, and what she says about herself is, my name is Muniza, and I am a medical intuitive. I help people with chronic and mystery illness. Usually people end up calling me because they have tried so many other avenues, allopathic and alternative. I use the healing principles and protocols from medical medium to help people heal. I have been helping people heal my whole life, but it was not until my own major health crisis in 2005, after being sick most of my life, that I was inspired to follow an alternative path myself. This journey led me to go to nutrition school and then to discover medical medium Anthony William, who, by the way, recommends this woman with absolutely no holds barred, Meniza. 
Akhtar Ahmed. Bless you and thank you and welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's an absolute pleasure to be here and I'm so humbled and honored to be on your show today. Well, that goes both ways. And I want to give the listeners a little bit of background for why I think this show is so important, for why we're going to take the whole show together, just you and me. And that is that about four years ago in my regular uh, examination, regular annual, I'm so used to everything being all normal. And that time there was something that wasn't. And it said that I was positive for the Epstein-Barr virus. And I said to my doctor, that sounds awful. What is that? He said, oh, it's nothing. It just means that you had mono when you were younger. And I remember thinking, well, if it's nothing, why did they test for it? But, you know, I figured it was nothing. (laughs) And then a few months later, uh, Dr. Michael Greger's wonderful book, How Not to Die, came out. And in his chapter called How Not to Die from Infectious Diseases, he just mentioned that in terms of colds and flus and viruses and that kind of thing, that if you carry the Epstein-Barr virus, you can just keep getting these things without even being exposed. And that really woke me up because I am prone to all those kinds of things. And, you know, when you're vegan, people think, oh, are you cheating? You know, are you getting some cheese somewhere? No. I just didn't know what it was until I found out about Epstein-Barr. And then shortly after that, I learned about Anthony William. And he goes into this in great depth and detail. And since doing the program, not perfectly, not even half perfectly, but even a little bit, um, his program, your program of, of vegetables, fruits, herbs, things that I hadn't been doing before, even though I was, I thought, a healthy eating vegan, Things have really changed for me, not perfectly yet. Maybe if I were perfect, everything would be perfect. But this has been such a blessing and such a grace in my life that I really want to share it with my listeners. So tell us, Maniza, first, your journey, your healing journey. Sure. So my journey um, started a long time ago, um, pretty much when I was a little baby, and I was born... Three months after being born, I ended up with full-body eczema. I developed breathing issues as a young little infant, and um, which led to, at that point, six months of bronchitis. And then at three years old, I had tuberculosis. And then at six, by the age of six years old, I had developed pretty severe asthma and allergies. And um, so my young life was sort of peppered with these experiences of, you know, being on inhalers and being admitted into hospitals for asthma attacks. And, and then I developed into my teenage years dealing with acne, being a little more sluggish and tired than my peers, never really wanting to move my body, um, not really knowing what it was then. And we lived in the Middle East. And so there wasn't really much awareness around this stuff over there anyway. So nobody said, oh, go to a doctor and get checked. For that, um, as I grew a little older, you know, I once went to a doctor's appointment and they were looking at my thyroid and they're like, well, I think your thyroid's a little enlarged. And, you know, then they sent the blood work in, but it was fine. But I'm pretty sure that my thyroid was affected. You know, I know that from looking back at it now. Um, And then coming into my 20s when I moved, I've lived in many different countries, but when I moved to the United States, I spent that first year, I was admitted into the ER like, I think, seven or eight times with severe asthma attacks and needing immediate medical help. 
which even the stuff that I had at home would not cut it. So, um, so I ended up sort of doing this whole route of um, doctors over here, you know, uh, working with, I was at one point on about eight or nine drugs and I was working, I was in finance in my old life and I was um, in the city, I worked for NBC actually in Rock Plaza and um, I just couldn't show up to work. I used to commute and it was just really hard and it was, you know, really hard to be present. I'd take a lot of sick days or work from home and then one day I kind of woke up and I said to my husband, like, I can't do this anymore and I quit my job and I had been in this career for almost 13 years at this point and I just woke up one morning and I went in and I resigned. And the view to resigning was so that I could take care of my health because I wasn't doing well. Um, I, you know, I'd wake up with random reactions like, you know, my, the left side of my face would be all swollen, literally so swollen I couldn't open my eye. You know, really mystery conditions. Like I'd go to my doctors, my allergists, my pulmonologists, and my, you know, GPs and other people, and they would all give me the same answer, which was this, I don't know why you're having this. And so... I was this mystery case. You know, I, I was overweight. I had um, nobody knew what was causing that. I ate really well. And then after I, I quit my job, I, uh, somebody gave me a book, a friend of mine that I knew who was new to me here. I was in the States for only a, a two years at this point. Didn't know a lot of people. Had no family here. So I met this friend, and she gave me this book, and I read it and talked about inflammation. So I basically quit sugar, dairy, grains, meat, um, and eggs overnight because it just made sense to me that these foods could be inflaming me. I did it overnight. I don't actually work that way or ever recommend that people do that because it can be really harsh. I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it based on just a feel that I had. And after two weeks of cutting all those foods out, um, I started to feel so much better. And all the drugs that I was taking, remember I had eight or nine drugs, I just slowly just stopped taking them without even checking with my doctors because I just felt like, okay, I don't think I need this. I can do without this one. And the one that I had taken my whole life, which was my inhaler, after two weeks, for the first time in my life, I felt like I didn't need it. And to me, that was just this big aha moment. And my husband and I both were kind of looking at each other going, is this for real? Like, I just changed my diet. How could this be how could this be so impactful? And that prompted me to go to nutrition school and of course the healing journey continued cuz you know things I've had uh, illness from the time I was a baby so there was things healed and then more issues would kind of come up from uh the deeper in my body to heal and uh in 2010 I had gone all raw um, after, you know, giving birth to two babies, and I just felt like that was the thing to do. And it did help me a lot. But the thing is, I broke out in this eczema that I'd had. I'd never had this eczema again. I had it when I was three months old, but I broke out with this eczema all over my upper body. And I spent almost almost 24 months, like two years, looking for someone to help me with that. And every single person I met including people from school, my lecturers from school, doctors, holistic doctors, naturopaths. Um, I could name very well-known people that I consulted who all basically said to me, you're raw vegan, I don't understand why you're having this eczema. And then a friend of mine uh, basically gave me Anthony Williams' um, contact information and said, he can tell you why you have this mystery eczema. And I ended up calling him and 
within within a minute of being on the phone, he nailed exactly what was going on for me. He proceeded to tell me my history without ever, you know, hearing it from me. And um, he was spot on. He was absolutely 100% accurate. And it had me sold. So I started doing Anthony uh, Anthony's protocols, which he shared with me, that Spirit told him about me. And um, within six months, the sex had gone. And uh, it's never come back. So, you know, there were other things that healed as well. And it's been an ongoing journey. You know, I became pregnant again and had the best pregnancy I'd ever had. Um, it was my third pregnancy. And, you know, since then, it's just been, I've been able to live my life in a way that I never imagined was possible, um, you know, with vitality and with energy and with uh, verve and, uh, and happy, you know. I think happiness is greatly connected to our health. And so I remember most of my life feeling this sort of, will I ever be okay? And, um, and I can tell you that it's just been the most incredible journey to be where I am today. And then to help other people, which is just the joy of my life. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this because, you know, it's a, I, I don't talk about my story that often, but it's always an honor to, to be able to listen to it again, go back in time and actually recount. It tells me how far I've come. So thank you. Well, it's a very inspiring story. So when you did have your consultation with Anthony, why did he tell you that you were virtually born with some of these problems? Where did that come from at such an early point? He said I inherited um, some of them from my parents and grandparents, just viruses, heavy metals. A lot of pesticide was my big toxin. And so I could tell him, I said, oh, yeah, they spray DDT all around me when I was a kid. And so he said, well, they were spraying it before you were born, and your grandparents had been around it even before that. So, um, you know, he was, again, spot on about that. And, uh, you know, the bugs, he talks about Epstein-Barr, which he told me I had, and strep uh, bacteria, which he also told me that was strep people tend to think it just sits in your throat, but actually it's insidious and it gets everywhere. And so... You know, he told me that I had a problem with strep, and he then proceeded to tell me all the instances in my life that had been caused by strep, and they were all correct. You know, I'd had UTIs, I'd had yeast infections, I'd had lots of acne. I mean, every strep, like, you know, sinus infections, all of these are deeper um, issues caused by strep, strep in the gut. And so, um, yeah, those all can be inherited and then through exposure, you know. You yes. Them. Well, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, because a lot of these things that you're talking about are not what medical practitioners or even alternative practitioners are saying today. Some of the things are being discovered, like uh, when I saw that Dr. Greger is up on Epstein-Barr causing people to get spontaneous infections. But there's so much to this, and Anthony gets his information from a source that he calls Spirit. And I know we're talking to you, not Anthony, but just so people understand where some of this is coming from, can you just give us a little bit of an introduction to him and his work and where his information comes from? Sure. Um, so Anthony, um, from the age of four, has been hearing a voice in his right ear, and it's not 
a channeled voice. It's a voice that actually he talks to. Um, so it's outside his right ear. And this voice calls, introduced himself as the spirit of most high and the living word compassion. And he, if you want to know more about that, definitely get Anthony's first book, Medical Medium, to read what he says about who spirit of um, most high is. And he calls him spirit for short. Um, so it's a very specific voice, and this voice uh, gives him a couple of abilities. One is to hear. The voice tells him exactly what is going on, uh, root problems for why people are sick. And the voice also, he has the ability, he receives light into his eyes, and this light enables him to actually read people's bodies so he can look into someone's body more accurately than an MRI or a CAT scan and an X-ray and really just be able to see what's going on. He can see all kinds of things. He can see where the heavy metals are, the poisons are, you know, what the organs look like. It's pretty remarkable. It is indeed. And this is why I started with the quote about contempt prior to examination, because I know many of yes. my listeners are very scientifically oriented, as, as well they should be. Science means knowledge. We need to be looking for knowledge. And yet I've also known so many people who needed to step outside what is currently accepted science in order to heal from their conditions. And certainly you gave us uh, an example of that in your own story. So let's talk a little bit, and I do want to get into your your work and, and what you're doing now. But just so that people understand what this protocol is. So can we just assume that a lot of people are walking around with at least some of these things that you're talking about, the heavy metals, the strep, some of these viruses? How prevalent are these in the society? Pretty prevalent. I would say that uh, most of us have some sort of heavy metal poisoning because Anthony says that it goes back you know, to the Egyptian times since humankind has been playing around with heavy metals and alchemy and, and trying to make gold. Um, and we've been using a lot of mercury and lead and, you know, exposures to aluminum, barium, cadmium, arsenic, nickel, I mean, copper. It's been a whole host of heavy metals that we, over time, have been exposed to. So, and they actually accumulate in the body. So if you talk about a few, you know, few generations ago, by this generation, people are already carrying loads, even as when they're born, without even their exposure in their lifetime to it. Wow. So that's yep. one example. Other examples, like I mentioned for myself, is DDT. That also accumulates in the body tissues and in the liver tissues. And um, and then, of course, there's viral loads. And according to Anthony, about um, there's about 300-odd uh, million, maybe 320 million people in the United States alone who have an Epstein-Barr infection, whether they know about it or not, whether it's identified or not. And if you've had mono, that's definitely an EBV infection. However, many cases of mono aren't identified as mono. So it goes misdiagnosed. Mm. So talk a little bit about the mercury. I think that lots of times when people are vegan and they're no longer eating fish, they feel, well, I'm not getting any excess mercury. I'm fine on that. But I've learned from your work and Anthony's work that there's more to it. Right. So, you know, mercury and not just mercury, but other um, other metals are so mercury and heavy metals are actually the center of molecules and pesticides. For example, pesticides all contain heavy metals in them. Uh, and, you know, there's they spray stuff out of the skies. 
which contain barium and aluminum. So it doesn't matter where you are um, or how clean you eat, which is helpful. The exposure is still happening in our environment. And as bad as that is, one good thing about it is that people don't necessarily have to feel so guilty about everything that's wrong with them. I think especially when we get into the health world, when we become vegan or otherwise enter into some of these more alternative ways of living and eating, we think everything is just supposed to clear up. And if it doesn't, it's our fault. Right. But Right. And I love very... some of the historic stuff about mercury that they, they used to give it to people just when they walked into doctor's offices. And I was watching one of those um, Victorian TV shows. I guess it was Victoria uh, about the queen. <laughs> and, and there was a character in there who had contracted uh, an illness and he, he was given mercury vapors. And mm-hmm. so that was very common. It was even used in hat making. And, and I know that yeah, I've absolutely. read that you shouldn't even buy a, a man's vintage felt hat from the no. late 1800s because there may still be some in there. Well, they, that's where the word Mad Hatter comes from because mercury is associated with a lot of um, uh, instability of the mind. So mercury is, you know, whether you have ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, um, what ter- what are termed as behavioral issues are actually uh, issues that are and a- anywhere on the spectrum are actually issues of poisoning in the brain from mercury. And so, coming back to the word mad hatter, these people who worked in um, you know hat factories, they would be dipping hats into mercury, and they knew that their life in those in those places of work were limited to about five years, because after five years, you'd go insane. They would, that's where the word Mad Hatter came from. My goodness. Uh, all the things that we need to re-remember. Then, yeah, so tell you, us now a little know, bit about Epstein-Barr. This is obviously very important to me, but I think so many people are walking around with this and don't know it. How can you know if you have it, and what, what does it do? Oh, my goodness. So how do you know if you have it? Well, one way that people actually like to find out about it is, you know, by doing a blood test, which isn't always accurate and won't always point you in that direction. But there are people who can run you, you know, one single panel or four panel EBV titer tests, which oftentimes if you have that run, the doctor will tell you that you had a past infection of EBV. However, another way to know is to actually you know, read some of Anthony's work about what the symptoms are. So whether it's fatigue, um, you know, vertigo, um, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, migraines, Lyme disease, post, you know, menopausal symptoms, which aren't actually caused by hormones, but it's a trigger for Epstein-Barr to create hot flashes and and those other symptoms that are related to that. Um, Lupus, fibromyalgia, um, you know, anything that's labeled as autoimmune, although there are other viruses too, the majority of the viruses, including cancers, are, according to him, rooted in the Epstein-Barr virus. And there's not just one. So people will say, well, how can one virus do all of that? Well, there's 60 varieties that he's, you know, he's written about in his book, but there's also um, more mutated varieties, which, you know, bugs mutate all the time, that are not captured because there's just too many. 
So the root is the virus, but also it's a combination. So the the unforgiving four, which he under which he labels, are um, we talked about pesticides, we talked about heavy metals, uh, radiation is the other one, and um, of course viral toxins. So these are the four unforgiving four. Uh, categories of poisons that can actually cause ill health and everything autoimmune in our bodies. Now, I know that some of this is very new information for people, and some people might be rolling their eyes, and yet the medical system does not really have an explanation for autoimmune. They say that it's the body attacking itself, but they don't really know why that would happen. So... um, I'm certainly open to doing whatever is possible to be in the very best of health. And what we're going to find out after the break is how to do this in ways that are really beautiful and that all they really do is give you a fabulous, much better diet. And I happen to believe they really do cut down on this unforgiving for the viral load, the pesticides. And just give us a minute or so uh, on radiation so that people understand all four of these things we're talking about. Sure. So radiation, whether it comes from Fukushima or Nagasaki, Hiroshima, you know, um, a lot of that radiation he writes about in his books, are, it hasn't even, it's up in the stratosphere, but it hasn't dropped down onto the earth completely yet. So it's on its way. It is slowly dropping down. And of course, there's x-rays and radiation machines that you go through at the airport. But um, you know, I mean, Chernobyl happened years ago, and, you know, I work with a lot of people from that part of the world who are actually in that locality when uh, Chernobyl happened or grew up in that region. And you can see certain things that are more prevalent for them, like thyroid issues, thyroid cancers um, that are, you know, rooted in radiation. So and- in, back in the day, in the, I think in the 40s and 50s, if you would walk into a shoe store, in order to measure your shoe size, they actually took an x-ray. Like, oh, yeah, I did that really often. My, my mother worked in beauty salons and department stores, and when I would go there to visit her, the fun thing to do was go to the kids' shoe department and play Let's Look at My Foot Bones. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And well, that's do, all do, pure radiation exposure. And yes. also, you, you pass it on. So, you know, the other thing that Anthony talks about is how many people are now kind of focusing on how genetics is playing a role with passing on disease and ill health, but he actually says that even though something is passed on to you, it doesn't necessarily pass on through your genes. You can pass poisons through the placenta. And if you, and I've got a, a huge background in birth, and, and I used to te- teach and talk about natural birth and We're we're going into break, Meniza. Let's finish that thought when we come back, and everybody stay with us. Fascinating, right? Right. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org 
and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe. So as always, we begin our time of meditation by first taking account of what we're feeling, those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm. As we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation. Remember why we're here. To hear more from Paulette Pipe and Touching the Stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org. Are you a spiritual explorer? Enrich your journey by engaging in inspiring and uplifting online courses starting now. Powered by Unity Worldwide Spiritual Institute's world-class online learning management system, you can join in live or study at your own pace in the comfort of your home. Check out courses and topics like mindfulness meditation, grief management, spiritual growth, and a lot more. Get help and support to achieve your dreams. Find out more by going to unity.org slash spiritual explorers today. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody, just a couple of announcements before we get back to this wonderful conversation with Muniza, the intuitive medicine woman. She was just asking me during the break how I rang in the new year and I didn't have time to respond. I rang it in by taking a 30-hour train trip to Florida to speak for the Balance for Life retreat down there with Dr. Frank Sabatino and Dr. Ellen Goldhammer, who were my guests last week. I highly recommend Balance for Life if you like sunlight and wonderful vegan food. And I recommend trains (laughs) if you like solitude and and, uh, working on maybe some writing. That's what I did. I want to give a shout out to 
feed spot and thank them so much for recognizing the Main Street Vegan Program and noting us as number three on their list of the top 25 vegan podcasts. So this is an honor and we're very grateful. And as we're talking about various holidays of this winter time of year, you know we have Valentine's Day coming up in February. And I love you guys. I love my listeners. And I'm thinking, what can I do for my listeners? And you know what I want to do? You've all heard me talk about the Main Street Vegan Academy program. You've heard guests uh, on the show from Main Street Vegan, J.L. Fields, the wonderful cookbook author. She now runs a cooking school. She's a full-time vegan. She came to the very first Main Street Vegan Academy class, Kat Mendenhall, with her wonderful cowboy boots as a Main Street Vegan graduate. She was just featured in Oprah's Magazine. She just did a photo shoot for Vanity Fair. So... I'm not saying that when everybody comes to Main Street Vegan Academy, miracles happen, but yeah, I am saying that. Large miracles, small miracles. I would love for you to be part of the six-day miracle in New York City. You've heard about the miracle on the Hudson. Well, we're a miracle just east of the Hudson. So we are having a class in late April, April 26 to May 1, after six days of amazing instruction and adventures here, you are certified as a vegan lifestyle coach and educator to help other people on this wonderful adventure. And just because you listen to this program, I would love to give you an extra $200 off tuition. So check us out, MainStreetVegan.net, click on Academy, and if you opt to apply, just put a note in your application that you want the podcast discount, and that is my gift to you through the month of February. So I hope I get to meet you and we can share this adventure together. Now back to my wonderful guest, Muniza Akhtar Ahmed. She is MunizaAhmed.com, um, and she is on Facebook at health.with.muniza, M-U-N-E-E-Z-A, and we will, of course, put all the ways to find out about her wonderful work on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. So, Muniza, we were talking about the unforgiving four. Those are the bad guys, but um, there are some heroes in this story, too. Tell us about them. Right, so he calls them the Holy Four, and the four, the Holy Four include um, these foods and, and groups of foods that actually save us from the unforgiving four. So the first is antioxidants. Um, you know, he talks about how heavy metals, coming back to that, why antioxidants are so important is that they actually prevent the oxidation of heavy metals that is especially damaging and frequently behind brain fog, memory loss, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and all those types of, um, you know, health conditions. And um, oxidation with can also have radiation and DDT if it's present in the brain, just kill off brain tissue. So antioxidant foods actually save us from this oxidation process, which includes the oxidation of the unforgiving four. Then the second one is glucose. Um, your body relies on glucose. So this idea these days where, you know, keto diets are popular, paleo is popular, and not saying anything bad about those diets. Usually people are coming off of more processed foods and eating a little bit cleaner when they're adopting those types of diets. So 
they are helpful and beneficial in that way. However, um, you know, there's a whole fruit fear and sugar fear out there. And while table sugar is terrible for you, and everybody knows that, no one's going to argue that, but people actually don't even eat fruit, potatoes, squashes, sweet potatoes, these very um, powerful foods full of um, phytochemicals um, and antioxidants, which also contain critical glucose. In his book, uh, The Liver Rescue, he talks about critically clean carbohydrates. And your brain needs carbohydrate to function, it needs glucose to function, and your liver in particular needs that to function. And he says no, nothing can go in or out of a cell without glucose present. So glucose is really important for that reason. And the next item is uh, mineral salt. So mineral salts from, you know, celery, which is the thing he had talked about so much, celery, um, spinach, cucumbers, the basically the leafy greens. And then the last one is B12. We don't, um, and I think people, especially vegans, tend to, you know, believe that if you don't, you're, you're more needing of B12 if you don't eat animal products, but actually it's not true because even animal products don't give us the B12 we need. Actually, he says B12 comes from um, little, um, you know, bacteria that's on the surface of fresh fruits and vegetables. When you pick a fruit, um, the bacteria that's on its surface is called an elevated biotic, and it can go into your gut and populate in the ileum and in the appendix, and that's where they can produce the B12 that we need. So typically, many of us are not eating freshly picked fruits and vegetables, so we miss that. So it is important to supplement with a good B12 because B12 is really critical for the liver. So those are the those are the holy four, which uh, counteract the effects of the unforgiving four. And it's very powerful. It sounds simple, but it's so powerful. What's interesting to me, Maniza, is that the two in the middle, the glucose and the mineral salts, if we look, like you said, at table sugar and regular sodium chloride salt, like in potato chips and whatnot, then we stay right. away from those. But when they come in their natural form, they're holy. They're holy because they're bounded with bonded with all kinds of phytochemicals and antioxidants and minerals and vitamins that are not present in table sugar or table salt. So let's talk just a little bit about what someone would do who is probably already on a, a good diet. You know, the animal foods are out. A lot of the processed foods are out. I know that there are some other things that certainly Anthony would say, and I presume you agree with him, that we're probably better off not having, especially if we're dealing with the virus, the heavy metals, the whatever it is, and those are gluten, soy, corn, and canola. Now, is this because of the genetic modification? Why are these foods on the list of things to avoid? That's a really good question because... Um I think a lot of vegans think that if they're uh, just avoiding, you know, meat, dairy, and eggs, they're doing a lot better, which is generally true. However, if you have a chronic or mystery illness or an autoimmune condition that you've been to a doctor for and you've been told that there's no cure, your body is attacking itself. And that's not really true because your body cannot attack you. Your body actually keeps you alive. It loves you unconditionally and keeps you alive as much as it can. And uh, so really what it is that's attacking you are pathogens. So to um, come back to, you know, to kind of bring this home, 
is the reason that we are eating, we're recommending not to eat gluten, um, corn, soy, canola, these foods feed viruses. So I, I start, when I talk to people, I start to talk to them about how to eat an antiviral diet, right? Don't think of it in terms of a vegan diet. Don't think of it in terms of paleo or give it another name. And not even antiviral. I mean, you want to, you want to think about it in terms of a diet that's going to help you kill off the bugs and clean you out from the unholy, the unforgiving four. So um, they are genetically modified. You know, gluten, corn, soy, canola are all genetically modified, which actually makes them terrible for us just from that perspective. But these four um, ingredients and foods actually feed the bugs. They feed Epstein-Barr. They feed shingles, which is he's identified, you know, 31 varieties of shingles. They feed all the herpetic family of viruses. And, and, you know, shingles and Epstein-Barr form a big part of those, but there's also, you know, eight herpes simplex viruses, one and two. There's human herpes viruses, six, seven, nine, 10, 11, 12, and it goes up. You know, there's um, uh, the cytomegalovirus. So all these viruses are fed by the foods we're, we're talking about that are even included most of the time in a vegan diet. Yes, and I just want to add that for people who are not vegan, pork, eggs, and dairy products are also on that virus feeding list. Correct. So, so it's not just yeah. stuff we're all eating, listeners. <laughs> There's other <laughs> stuff too. And thank goodness, you know, I think sometimes uh, about how my life has been before I found out about this, and I was certainly, you know, eating soy, gluten, corn, not so much canola. That always seemed like a creepy kind of thing. But, you know, the great blessing that I wasn't having the eggs and the dairy and the pork and a lot of the processed stuff. So I think that's really helped me do as well as I have. And now I figure right. I can only do better going forward. So let's talk about some of the really powerful foods that can fight some of these problems. So celery juice, anybody who knows anything about the medical medium, it's like, oh, you must drink celery juice. Tell us what's good about that. Oh my gosh, it's sort of like what's not good about it. Um, celery juice is amazing for supporting the liver. The liver is actually the main organ through which we, uh, we clean up our body, it protects our body, it provides nutrients to our body, it breaks things down in a way we need it. So when the liver is backed up or it's full of poisons because that's where it holds everything and it's um, fatty because you've eaten a lot of animal products your whole life and it holds the fat in there so it doesn't hurt you in the rest of your body. Um, you know, the celery juice starts to clear all that out. It starts to clear out the poisons. It starts to support the liver. That's just one thing. I mean, even in that, there's like, I could list a hundred things it's doing for your liver. It also starts to increase your, so Anthony talks about seven uh, you know, seven different types of hydrochloric acid that your body naturally makes. And those natural, healthy hydrochloric acid that your body makes never gives you the reflux or the heartburn or, you know, other gastric issues. It's the bad acids that do that. So celery juice increases your natural hydrochloric acid, which is your main line of defense in your body. And it also clears out the bad acids. Um, a lot of people who have issues with their gut often have issues with their teeth. And when you have a lot of acids in your gut, the acids come up your mouth at night when you're sleeping and they can do a number on your teeth. A lot of people, you know, don't realize that there's a connection there. So celery juice will help combat, it actually 
combats, you know, so many viral conditions because it breaks the casing around viruses and breaks it up and then the viruses basically die. And so just that alone, if I tell somebody, you know, one thing they could do to take their health to the next level, if they change nothing else, is to start drinking celery juice on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. Well, I do it. And, you know, it's to the point now where it is delicious. <laughs> I stand there at the juicer in the morning salivating. And it wasn't like that in the beginning, but uh, things change. So another one of the favorite foods uh, for people who live via uh, these teachings is wild blueberries. So uh, tell us why those are so great. Oh, my gosh. Wild blueberries. When I first talked to Anthony Ever, my first call with him, and I, you know, I said, so what is the best thing for us to eat? Hands down, he goes, wild blueberries. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, wild blueberries. And I had heard in the health world, because, you know, I'm a voracious reader and student of health, and I had read hundreds of books on health and never heard. I knew wild blueberries were great, but I didn't realize they're the number one antioxidant food that we have on the planet. And so Spirit told Anthony that wild blueberries are the best food for mankind and actually will save us. And the reason is they are. They're super, super high in antioxidants. Um, even though there's nothing wrong with their larger cultivated cousins, right, They're the actual blueberry, if it's a wild blueberry, it's smaller. It's when you cut through it, it's, it's dark purple inside. It's not white inside. And it's less sweet but it, it, it's one of the most powerful foods you can eat. So it's an anti-cancer food. It removes heavy metals. It's, it's one of the ingredients in Anthony's heavy metal detox smoothie. So it removes heavy metals. Um, it's just when you've been through hell and back, um, I hope I can say that, <laughs> just the worst kind of struggle in your life, um, you know, wild blueberries can save you. So he talks a lot about that. Wild blueberries are very important. They're a wonderful food. They're cheaper than cultivated blueberries, especially the organic ones. I remember reading years ago that the NIH had come out with a finding that if a person consumed, I think it was one cup of blueberries a day, that they would greatly cut their risk of developing Alzheimer's, even if the individual carried the Alzheimer's gene. And then I went to the grocery store and the blueberries that day were, I don't know, eight fifty a pint or something or a half pint. And I was thinking, right. yeah, one of these days they're going to be a lot of very intelligent, older, wealthy people. And the rest of us will just be blithering around <laughs> without the ability to put a thought together. But the wild right. blueberries, which are better, come frozen. They're also cheaper. And now, of course, we can even get the wild blueberry powder or and dried so that if you're traveling and you can't get to your frozen wild blueberries, there are ways to get that goodness on the road. Right. Right. So he, he even says, so the reason they're powerful is because they grow in the wild. They need very little help to grow, unlike, their, unlike cultivated foods. They need more attention. And they then confer that hardiness, that uh, strength that they have into us. That's the power of a wild food. That's so, so cool. I mean, it's so cool. It really is so cool. Um, so, I mean, wild blueberries are great for neurological conditions. They're great for, you know, cleaning up. They, they actually counteract every single one of the unforgiving four and remove it from your body. So, it, it, I mean, if you want to know more about this food, he has a whole chapter on this particular food in, in his book, Life-Changing Foods, which is just phenomenal. 
Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful book. That's a coffee table book. I mean, the, the yeah. illustrations are so gorgeous and they just make you appreciate what grows up out of the ground. I mean, it would be hard for an artist to conceive of something that looks like a dragon fruit. I mean, it's just pretty <laughs> exactly. amazing. So some so of the magical. foods, Maniza, that I am eating now that I was not eating a year ago um, are papaya, asparagus, uh -huh. cilantro. So what are some of your foods that, that are in your life today because of knowing what you know that weren't there before? Oh, definitely. Um, well, lemon water, lemon water every morning, celery juice. I do the... I do papaya. I used to eat papaya as a little girl, and I grew up in Pakistan for a little while. That's where I'm from. Um, and papaya and mangoes are all very popular fruits over there. So I grew up with some of those foods that were not different for me, but I had lost touch with them and was not eating as much fruit when I started my health journey. And even when I did that first anti-inflammatory diet, there was very little fruit in my diet. And since working with Anthony, I mean, now I eat you know, everything from all kinds of berries to bananas to mangoes to, um, you know, if you look at my fruit table today, I have melons on it. I have three types of melons. I have dragon fruit. I have papayas. I have bananas. I have mangoes. I have apples. I have pears. I mean, there's all this plethora of fruit available. And so I would say really what's come back in my life is just eating more fruit. And that has happened for me, too. I'm of the generation that got very excited about a book called Fit for Life that came out yes. in 1984, and it yes. was huge. It sold over 48 million copies around the world. I mean, a total phenomenon. And they liked fruit, but they said you had to eat fruit alone by itself in the morning. And because uh -huh. that just didn't seem to be enough food for me and I'd feel a little spacey if I didn't eat anything but fruit. I think I went two years and didn't eat fruit. And, <laughs> you right, know, to wow. this day, it's a little hard sometimes to bring it back in. But now that I've read all of Anthony's stuff, uh, I'm getting to be a pretty avid fruit eater, too. So I want to talk, I'm sure, Maniza, now that people have heard you, everybody wants to get in line and call you up and become one of your <laughs> clients. And yet I know that your consult wait list is closed, as is Anthony's, which just goes to show how much people are suffering and, and how much people need this information. But you do have some new programs that uh, people can avail themselves of. So tell us about those. Sure. So the reason that I started doing other programs and more online work was to actually reach out to people who couldn't get a consult or couldn't afford a private consult, and just to make it a broader audience. And really, the goal is because we want to help more people. I mean, I receive daily direct messages on Instagram, private messages on Facebook and email, uh, hundreds a week from people begging me to help them. And so that our team sat together and said, what can we do? So one of the programs we offer monthly is a live Q&A where you submit a question and I provide you like a, a basic guidance on where, what to start doing, how to start supplementing, what to cut out, you know. And it's it's like usually we have about 50 people signed up for the monthly Q&A, and I go on as long as I have to to answer everybody's questions. And so that has proven very popular. 
It's um, it's easy to do. It's it's a short response, and some people have been signing up for them every month because they want they take the recommendations and then they apply them, and then they want a little more information. So it's been working really well. And then of course there's a the, the cleanses I, were one of the first things I did. I call it the intuitive cleanse, which is uh, something that I wrote uh, three years ago now. Basically, because most of the questions that I had in my private consults were from people wanting to know how to eat, and uh, I was finding that I was repeating myself over and over again, teaching people how to eat, what to eat for their bodies, and how to eat intuitively and understand what that process is even about. So today we offer the Intuitive Cleanse online. There's two versions. There's a live version, which you do with me, and I'm with you for two weeks, which is coming up this year. Um, But then there's a DIY version, which is available on my website all the time, but it's packed with information. Um, You get recipes, uh, over 90 recipes. You get a meal plan. You get shopping lists. You get um, to know what adrenal snacks are um, that actually came from spirit and what they are and how they help you protect your adrenals. There's a seven-part video series on the most important areas to consider when you're working on a journey for healing from chronic illness and uh, the importance of certain things that sometimes you just don't know or you forget or even reading Anthony's work, it may not hit you that that's a really important thing for you to do. And these all came from, you know, when we ran the live cleanses, and I've done about six or seven of them, uh, hundreds of questions a day, hundreds, not just me. I mean, there were people who helped me with the questions, but we answered hundreds. I mean, I'm talking uh, some days a thousand questions just to help people understand how to apply this information in their lives because it is not easy to do when uh, there's a lot of information. And, And if you have brain fog or memory loss or you're neurologically challenged, then it can be hard to put it all together in your head. And some people can do that, but some people need help. And they want to be assured because it's a scary journey. You know, you want to be assured that you're doing the right thing. And so that's why we started the cleanse program, so that I could help more people. And uh, it was very popular. So one of the things in the DIY cleanse, which we love, we're very proud of, is that we took the frequently asked questions from all these other cleanses and put them into one big document. So... It covers every topic you could think of and all the most common questions that people ask. And it's, it's, people love it. I mean, I have clients who actually work with me one-on-one, and I ask them to go get the cleanse so that they come back and say, oh, you know what, I was going to email you, but I found it in the FAQ. <laughs> so it's been really great. It's been really great to have that out there. So, oh, that sounds um, wonderful. So people can learn about that and sign up for it at manizaahmed.com? Yes. Okay, and yes. that's M-U-N-E-E-Z-A-A-H-M-E-D dot com. And if you didn't get all that, just go to the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net, and it's all there. And also on Instagram, because I know we all like pretty pictures, she's Maniza underscore medical underscore intuitive, and that will be on the show notes as well. So just in our last couple of minutes, Maniza, is there anything of vital importance to somebody who's out there who's just struggling with something and thinks they've done everything? What would you say? I would say that don't lose hope, that in Anthony's work lies the, lie the answers to healing from chronic illness. Please don't lose hope and don't think that this is the end of your journey, that there's nothing else you can do. If you haven't explored his work yet, please do. There's so much in there, not just what to eat and how to eat, but he talks about the challenges, the emotional challenges of chronic illness, the 
the trauma that we can experience, like PTSD. It's not just for veterans, but if you've been chronically ill or given a diagnosis, that can traumatize you. And he talks about how to heal from that and what it does for your soul when you're chronically ill, how it builds what he calls the soul's gold. And I always go into tears um, when I talk about this because it meant so much to me when I first heard him say that, you know, when you are stressed in your life, you've got a lot of stress, um, basically you have a lot of purpose. And if you have a ton of stress, he calls that purpose plus. And there's purpose here. So please don't give up. Go look for the answers. You have them. You can heal. Every single human being can heal from whatever they are suffering from. And that is the biggest message that I can give to people today is that there's hope and you can get better and you can live your life the way you want to live your purpose and do the things you came here to do. Manisa, you are beautiful inside and out. I am so, so grateful that we've had this time together. Listeners, thank you for opening your hearts and minds to maybe an idea that's been new and something that um, just might save your life. I feel it's doing that for me. Thanks to Unity Online Radio for hosting this program. Thanks to you for listening. God bless you. Eat your veggies and fruits. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Dendy Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.